From the Enjoy Hoover Studios, this is the Enjoy Hoover Podcast, your monthly guide to news and exciting events, all with big city style with a small town feel. Everyone is welcome here to our small, enticing piece of Alabama. So, welcome y'all to Enjoy Hoover. Hello and welcome to the Enjoy Hoover Podcast. I'm Melissa Carter. Coming up, we have an interview with Mayor Frank Burkato. But first, let's check out what's happening in Hoover this month. From sporting tournaments to community celebrations, there's something for everyone. Now, kicking off March, don't miss the Indoor Pickleball Tournament at the Finley Center on March 2nd and 3rd. Now, we're going to talk about that more here soon. And on March 2nd, join the 25th Annual Arbor Day Celebration at Aldridge Gardens. With tree giveaways, a formal ceremony, and fun activities for kids, it's a day to connect with nature. Looking to lend a hand? Well, drop by the Helping Hands Volunteer Session at the Hoover Public Library on March 11th. Roll newspapers for the local Humane Society and make a difference in your community. Plus, mark your calendars for the Spring Festival at River Chase Baptist on March 16th. Egg hunts, games, and food trucks await, making it a day of family fun. Now, if you want to learn about public safety, head to the Hoover Public Safety Night Out on March 19th at the River Chase Galleria. Meet local officers, enjoy activities, and learn valuable tips for staying safe. Music lovers, don't miss Mac McAnally with Eric Darkin at the Hoover Public Library on March 21st and 22nd. Get your tickets for an unforgettable evening of music. And finally, hop on over to Bluff Park United Methodist Church on March 23rd for a community Easter egg hunt with thousands of eggs, photos with the Easter Bunny, and more. It's an exciting event, get it, for the whole family. And looking on to April, if you're ready to run, the High Country 5K in Bluff Park, hosted by Shades Crest Baptist Church, is on Saturday, April 6th. Register now to run or walk this annual race by visiting runsignup.com. Now let's talk pickleball. The quirky sport that's sweeping the nation originated in 1965 as a backyard pastime. It's now making waves as a beloved activity for all ages. And if you're curious to join the fun, mark your calendars for the indoor pickleball tournament happening at the Finley Center on March 2nd and 3rd. Now, whether you're a seasoned pro or a newbie, this event promises excitement for everyone. Lisa Fair, the event manager, underscores the inclusivity of the tournament welcoming players of all skill levels. With men's and women's doubles kicking off Saturday morning at 9 and mixed doubles following suit on Sunday, there's something for everyone. Plus, with a double elimination format and guaranteed three games per player, the tournament ensures a thrilling experience for participants and spectators alike. And with ample parking and easy access from I-459, getting there is a breeze. Not to mention the added perk of an indoor venue offering shelter from unpredictable weather. Registration is open with fees covering entry, player gifts, and even a catered lunch by Culver's. So whether you're a pickleball pro or a curious newcomer, don't miss out on the action. Visit hoovermetcomplex.com for more details. Burt Davis discovered a love for roasting coffee in 2015 while living in Denver. Across the country, just outside of Sylacauga, Alabama, Ramsey Nuss grew up watching her grandmother make fresh bread, gifting it to family and friends. Little did either of them know that a decade later, their paths would come together in the community they have come to love so much. Nuss opened Good Neighbor Baking in 2020, crafting cakes, mini Sam's, and other pastries. Davis and his wife, Erin, launched Daisel Coffee Lab in 2019, turning a hobby into a coffee roasting business. Later this spring, they'll bring their talents together to open the Bluff Park Coffee Collective. 
In 2020, Nuss and Davis found each other's Instagram pages and quickly connected. Nuss and her husband, Andrew, struck up a good friendship with Bert and Aaron, and since forming their connection, they have supported and celebrated each other's wins. That support and connection opened the door for Nuss to wholesale some of her pastries to Daisel's shop in Helena. As she began to think about finding her own space, Bert and Aaron shared a desire to open a shop closer to home. The four of us sat down for dinner last summer and made the decision to move forward with Bluff Park Coffee Collective as a way to bring to our community something special, Bert said. A lot of blood, sweat, tears, money, and time have gone into getting what we have coined the Collective Open. Bert's coffee adventure began in Denver in 2015. I started roasting coffee as a hobby, he said. Like many home beer brewers turned brewery owners, I became a coffee shop owner. His and Aaron's operations have grown to include their own roasting facility, as well as a retail location that was open in Helena until recently, plus the soon-to-be Bluff Park Coffee Collective. Daisel offers five espresso-based drinks and lattes, cortados, cappuccinos, macchiatos, and espresso. They also have mochas, cold brew, matcha, chai, and teas from Piper and Leaf. Good Neighbor Baking offers an array of sweets, including their popular Mini Sam's, miniature cookie sandwiches that are customer favorites. Nuss also creates elaborate cookie cake designs, the occasional wedding cake, and seasonal items like king cakes. The commercial space will give her more opportunities to bring new creations to the community. We always enjoy finding ways to collaborate with Daisol by using their espresso powder in baked products, Nuss said. Bert and Aaron also have a garden that we will begin to utilize in some of these pastries and specialty items. Davis will run the front of house coffee shop experience, while Nuss supplies a small variety of pastries and seasonal bakes for the shop. She will use the shop's commercial kitchen space to grow her online pre-order offerings. When asked specifically about this new venture, Bert couldn't hide his love for what they're creating. We are incredibly excited about this venture in Bluff Park. Aaron and I, as well as the Nuss family, all live in Bluff Park. This is our home. These are our people, he said. When the doors open and we see our friends and family pour through with smiles and laughter, all that will be worth it. We pray that Bluff Park Coffee Collective becomes a staple for this amazing and unique community for many years to come and that the lives touched through our venture are far too many to count. Bluff Park Coffee Collective is scheduled to open in early spring. Hours are Tuesday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., but may be subject to change. Follow on Instagram at BP Coffee Collective, at Daisel Coffee Lab, and at Good Neighbor Baking for new specials and updates. Coming up, our interview with Mayor Frank Burkato after this. If you live and play in Bluff Park, you know it's a special community. JBMC Media is proud to announce its newest magazine, the Bluff Park Neighborhood Reader. This bi-monthly magazine is full of community news, information, photos, stories, and more. Mailed every other month to homes and businesses in Bluff Park. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with all that's going on on the Bluff. For over 50 years, Jefferson State Community College has been a beacon of education in the greater Birmingham area. With a commitment of quality, convenience, and personal attention, we've helped over 15,000 students annually achieve their goals. Offering 120 university transfer programs, 33 career programs, and countless certificates across four campuses and online, we're one of the largest community colleges in the state. At Jefferson State, we believe in accessible economical education. Find your place at Jefferson State. Explore our programs and let us help you accomplish your vision. Visit jeffersonstate.edu today. Explore our site and discover how Jefferson State can help you find your place. Your journey starts here. Hoover Mayor Frank Bercato is here with us. Mayor, thank you so much for your time. I know it is a precious piece of time, but we love having you on the podcast. Thank you. We are grateful to be with you. 
We love promoting Hoover, and I know that you have recently given the State of the City address. And so, you know, most of the things that people need to know about Hoover were covered there. And I and I thought maybe here in the beginning when, you know, people have lived here a long time or are thinking about moving to Hoover, like, talk about the livability in the city. Sure. Well, I, you know, that kind of falls under quality of life and the things that we offer. And, and when we talk about livability, one of the things I kind of always talk about is what is it that gets uh, you know our kids, we raise our kids here and they go off to college, what gets them to come back here? What makes it attractive? What made it attractive for their mom and dad to live here? And uh, you know, it all goes back to quality of life. And you think about Hoover, gosh, our park and recreation system is absolutely fabulous uh, with the, some 25 different parks around the city. We have a library that's probably the busiest library in the state of Alabama, and people flock to it for a lot of different reasons. Everything from taking, you know, checking out books to the performing arts that are provided there. Think about our school system. That really is a huge backbone. And the fact that it's one of the largest school systems in the state, as a matter of fact, the high school is the largest high school in the state. We have around 17 schools. They all are fabulous in the way they deliver a great quality of education for our kids. And we think about our school system. We think about the diversity of our school system. Some 35 to 40 different languages are spoken there. You think about the socioeconomic diversity where some 30% of our kids are free and reduced lunch. And oftentimes that is a, you know, can be challenging to a system. Yet Hoover, we know how to make it happen. These kids are getting a great opportunity to learn. They're getting a great opportunity to just to share their lifestyle, where they came from. They're getting an opportunity if they happen to be kids in poverty or kids that can't speak English. We want to give them all the tools that will allow them to escape that you know, just to share in that American dream. And then when you think about neighborhoods and your businesses and when you, when quality of life there, is it safe? And Hoover, think about this, we're a city of almost 100,000 people. And last year we had no homicides. We only had, uh, we did have two vehicular homicides, but we didn't have the, the violent homicides that you read so much about. Our crime statistics were incredibly low. As a matter of fact, our robberies decreased 40%, burglaries 15%, car break-ins 12%, sexual assault 15%. Just our overall offenses were uh, down about 8%. And so those are the types of things that people look at when they're looking at a community to move into. What's the school system like? How safe is it? What type of recreational opportunities do we have? And uh, we answer all of those in a positive way, I believe. Well, it's a shame that this is not video because you're the, the, the smile, the glow on your face as you're talking about the city you lead. I mean, I think that that is a testament to, I mean, you're so proud of Hoover and there's reason to be. Now, and I love how you talked about when kids move and go away, you want something that makes them come back. I think parents have the same idea with their children. Hey, I want you as an adult to want to come back and spend time with me, you know, and hoping I did a good job as a parent. But, you know, when somebody comes back to Hoover, 
it's not like Hoover is stuck in a certain time frame. There's a lot of innovation that happens in Hoover as well that attracts the people to come back. So uh, talk a little bit about that. So when you think about Hoover, it kind of grew up over the years as a, a retail center, right? I mean, we've got the Galleria, we've got Highway 31. It's, it's where you would come to buy a car or where you would come to the shop at the, uh, you know, at the River Chase Gallery, all of those things. So the city for a lot of years is, is I think, has done a really good job trying to, you know, attracting more of your white collar jobs like the STEM industry, for instance. And you saw a lot of that along the 280 corridor and down in River Chase. And so what we focused on a great deal since my arrival is to build upon that and go out and recruit those types of great companies that when our kids go off to college or even if they don't go off to college, they want to choose a career that necessarily doesn't have to have a college degree. There needs to be jobs that they can come back to. And, you know, the ideal city is a city that you can live, work and play and never leave your city. As a matter of fact, it's even nice sometimes if you don't have to go leave too far from your neighborhood, so to speak. So we've done, I think, a really good job in creating innovation in the city. And, uh, you know, just last about two, three weeks ago, I guess, we announced the Riverwalk Village. And that that's a really a high-tech development that's about 100 acres that's on the region's campus in River Chase. And uh, it's, a, it's a really a wonderful mixed-use development that, you know, will come into play over the next three to five to ten years where there will be probably 500 residences, uh, some great shopping opportunities, restaurants and things of that nature, employment on that campus as well. And then, you know, our goal is to bring a really quality type of health care service to Riverwalk Village. And we're pitching it as a, you know, as a healthcare destination. And we think about River Chase, you've already got Blue Cross Blue Shield. I mean, the, that's a major healthcare company that is already resides in our city. And then we have companies like BioCrist and BioHorizons that are down there where life-saving drugs are being discovered, research and discovery going on right there in River Chase. They're building dental implants where dentists come from all over the world to learn how to put these implants in. So Riverwalk Village, we believe with what's going on at UAB and Southern Research and BioQuist and BioHorizons, all of those things combined, we think Hoover's a great place for companies if they, as they are born out of UAB or born out of Southern Research or Innovation Depot. We're perfectly positioned to offer those companies a great place to locate and have a great business quality of life. So those are the types of things that we're focusing on each and every day to make it attractive for you know people that are already settled in business, maybe in California or somewhere in Illinois or wherever across the country, and they're looking for a change. You're looking for a place where it's a lot easier to do business. And they look around the country and they, Alabama, I think, has a great reputation. Well, we want to be part of that reputation as a easy place to do business where you can move your company here your kids can go to school here there's a great quality of life the housing is wonderful public safety is outstanding and uh you know it's all attractive 
Well, it sounds like you're building something for everyone, as you've mentioned. Well, let's talk about that everyone, because you're also very proud of the diversity that is occurring there in Hoover. Talk a little bit about that. Yes. So it's really kind of kind of neat. You'll see the diversity. Uh, I think the greatest place to see it is, is our schools. You walk into our schools and I'm invited often to International Day and we'll have these kids in their traditional the country that they came from dressed up in their traditional garb. And it's really fascinating. It's fun to see that the different languages that are spoken here. And about 8% of our population was not even born in the United States. So that's pretty interesting as well. But here's kind of a cool thing. We had about 900, a little over 900 new business licenses issued last year. And it's remarkable how many of those businesses, we go and cut the ribbon, and uh, it's remarkable how many are women. Uh, it's remarkable how many are women of color. And that's kind of you know, that, I think that speaks volumes about who we are and why we're so attractive to people from across every socioeconomic scale, so to speak. And mm-hmm. we are proud of that. We promote it. We talk about a lot about it. And uh, I think we put our money where our mouth is. Well, finally, you know, Mayor, again, thank you for your time being part of the podcast. I mean, we all enjoy Hoover and want to have other people come in and do the same. But let's talk about the perspective of Hoover and, you know, maybe closing statements about uh, your perspective of your job in the city and just the city itself. Well, you know, we grew up as a suburb and certainly we're considered a suburb. You think that we're 100,000 people with the sixth largest city in the state of Alabama. So... We are measured often by very, very much, much smaller suburbs. And, uh, and we really, that's not, that's not who we're competing against. And that's not, uh, and we are in a sense, but really the things that we're trying to do and attract here are maybe not the exact same things that some of our smaller sister cities are trying to attract. But we, we look at ourselves like a Franklin, Tennessee or Alpharetta, Georgia or Scottsdale, Arizona. That's the type of city that we see ourselves, that we feel like we need to grow. We need to make sure that we're creating a great place to live. We need to make sure that we bring in these quality businesses that are so important to so people can have these jobs and the kids will come back, as we talked about earlier. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the other thing, we focus a lot on the types of events that we uh, hold. You think that, think about the SEC tournament. It brought 175,000 people to our city last year. You think about the Regents Golf Tournament, what that does. All of the, some 700,000 people came through the Hoover Met Complex. Those are kind of big city numbers. Those are not suburban types of numbers. And so we have to be prepared to make sure that we can offer a quality event to people like the Southeastern Conference, to people like the senior PGA because they go to quality cities and they want first-class services and uh, we have to be able to offer those things. So we we work really hard and focus on that to make sure that uh, we can answer the bell, so to speak. Again, Mayor Frank Brocato's smile is contagious. Uh, It's a shame you can't see it, but sir, thank you for your leadership and thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Well, thank y'all. We love talking about Hoover and call us anytime. We had many, many more things we could talk about. 
Thanks for listening to the Enjoy Hoover podcast. For even more information about Hoover and what's happening, we invite you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved.